Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. RomanticAsheville.com, create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Nest Realty and Realtor Janet Oppenheimer, a senior resource specialist. Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, Amazon, and iTunes. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who love to show people the places we love to travel from an insider's point of view. You know, whenever I travel, I like to do my research first for all the tour options so I can really get a feel for the place. I like to explore like a local. I know it sounds kind of touristy, but trust me, it is the best way to learn about the lay of the land, the food, the culture and heritage, and everything that makes it a special destination. My guest today is Georgette Blau, the founder of On Location Tours, and I'm serious when I say I'm going on one of her tours. They offer the most unique and only TV and movie-themed bus and walking tours in New York City and Boston. Okay, what could be better than this? And Georgette, it is such a pleasure to have you on Speaking of Travel today. Well, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. So, Georgette, like I said, I love to do my research when I go to a new city to find out what's happening, who can give me a tour. And as I was perusing New York City, where a lot of my family is and I love to travel, I came across your website and I was smitten. So I want to hear all about how you came up with this idea to start a tour company around TV and movies and all of that. It's fascinating. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so in uh, 1996, I graduated from college. And in 1998, I moved with a friend uh, to the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And I was walking up 86th Street soon after I moved in and realized that I lived right by George and Wheezy from the Jeffersons. 
Um, I saw their building. I think they had since moved out. But their great building with the curved balconies that you see in the opening credits and any of the establishing shots in the Jeffersons. And I ran home and looked in a book I had at home about TV locations. And I looked all over Manhattan, started exploring, found that the Friends were downtown. Um, and you had a number of different shows like NYPD Blue, Law and Order, uh, hundreds and hundreds of TV shows and movies. And New York, I found out, is actually the most filmed city in the world especially because the establishing shots, there aren't as many studios or lots. So a lot of the filming is done uh, outside restaurants, boutiques, inside places and uh, things like that. And uh, so I was just fascinated by the idea. And in June of that year, uh, June of 1999, I launched in a small van and kind of took it from there. We had a TV tour uh, running at the time in June of 1999. And then that became a TV and movie tour. And uh, it turns out we were actually the third uh, TV or movie tour company in the world. Um, you have the Sound of Music tour that dates back many years. And there was a movie tour in Hawaii. Now, this is such a phenomenon that there are over 100 of these TV and movie tours around the world. And we actually even uh, run ADAM, which is the Association of TV and Movie Tours. So we're sort of that centrally located uh, TV and movie association. Wow, that is so cool. And like you said, there's just so many places in New York. How did you transition to the Boston area? Well, in 2005, I went to Boston. And I remember it was actually March of 2005 because I wanted to start in a city that was close enough to New York. And I noticed that Boston had a good number of tourists, but especially a ton of uh, TV shows and movies that are filmed there, especially movies. And that same exact month, uh, somebody who I then became friends with actually ended up launching in the Boston area. He launched the Boston movie tour. And in 2011, I actually bought him out because he no longer wanted to be in that space. So I purchased the company and, um, you know, kind of went from there. And so now Boston is offered actually every day we have a Boston movie mile walking tour and a Boston bus tour. What kind of movies were made in Boston? I'm not even sure I'm familiar with what was filmed up there. It's so funny. People always ask me that. And once I list a bunch of things, they go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So anywhere from the departed to cheers to the town, goodwill hunting, uh, lots of things in the Southie area, which is interesting because we were actually the first tour company into that area. Mystic River, that's another one, the one with Sean Penn. And uh, so it's interesting because we really try to go off the beaten path. And uh, even if we're starting in a very tourist central spot. So a lot of the movies have been done in that in that South area. That's really cool. And I love the way that you are able to get off the beaten path, because when you're in a big city like New York or Boston, there's just so many little hidden places that you might not even know about. And, uh, you know, I always think whenever I watch Seinfeld, it's like, I want to see that place. I want to see that little deli. Is that part of your tour? Uh, we before the pandemic, we had a tour called When Harry Met Seinfeld that we're all still offering privately, but it's just a it was offered as a public tour. And it actually goes more uptown on the Upper West and a bit on the Upper East Sides. And we do pass that restaurant. Um, it's right on the Upper West Side. And they covered the name of the restaurant in the show, but you could still see that it says restaurant. 
That's really cool. And over the amount of time that you've been doing this, Georgette, you've really served a lot of tourists and probably a lot of locals, too. That must be so much fun for you to meet all these people who are wanting to get engaged with what you're doing. Uh, yes, yes. We actually have one of the highest percentages of locals uh, taking the tours. So that's because we're really funny enough. We forbid our tour guides to talk about any kind of history during our tours. It's fine to talk about like the history of a neighborhood or how it's changed, but we're not a history tour. We're a movie and TV tours company. So uh, we, you know, just have a lot of locals taking the tours who you know don't want to take a typical history tour. They and they want to see something even for them, a little bit off the beaten path. Absolutely. And I can imagine being in a big city like New York City or even Boston, that being able to discover some of these little hidden places that are right under their noses and they probably didn't even know were there must be really, really fun and refreshing for them. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. And we do a lot of research into these places where they thought maybe, you know, we often get, oh, no, no, that was filmed. I was like, no, no, no. We've looked into the permits and the research and like, this is actually the spot. So they're, they're always surprised. That is so cool. Well, give us your website so people can be looking at what you do. And when we come back from the break, we can really get a little bit deeper into some of these tours and, and how uh, how you do that research, how you hire your tour guides, and a little bit more deeper into the whole business part of it. Yes, thank you. It's uh, www.onlocationtours.com. Well, Georgette, I am so excited. You know, we have a lot of tours right here in Asheville, North Carolina, but no movie tours. And interesting enough, there have been a lot of movies filmed here. So you might want to think about stretching it out a little bit. Well, when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about how you started the company, your tour guides. I want to hear, too, how you develop these tours. What's going on in your mind as you're developing new tours, especially coming out of the pandemic? Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Georgette Blau, and we are talking about some really cool tours in New York City, in Boston, who knows, maybe right here in our own backyard. We'll be right back. Spring has finally sprung, and with our backyard in full bloom, now is the time to get out and find adventure wherever it may lead. From the mountains to the rivers and all the turf in between, we are no less than blessed with our beautiful backyard right here in western North Carolina. There's a will, there's a way. For the way, we have the wheels to take you wherever you wish to wander. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. Find your adventure vehicle at PrestigeSubaru.com. Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road in Asheville. And welcome to Subiville. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And like I was saying, whenever I travel, I like to find out what's going on as far as a tour option in the city where I'm going so that I can really get an idea of what's going on. And my guest today is Georgette Blau, and she's the founder of On Location Tours. She does tours in New York City and in Boston. And Georgette, I am really 
just so excited because the idea of having these tours where you take people around and they're looking at TV and movie places is really interesting and exciting. You must really have a lot of fun. And I wanted to find out, so when you're thinking about a tour, and you've been doing this now for a long time, you've serviced over so many people, how do you come up with an idea? How do you even come up with a new idea for for a tour? Well, it's really uh, so interesting. We have a, a very intricate formula, and I'll tell you, part of it is the it's several factors that go into it. A lot of it has to do with how popular it is, not only domestically, but the distribution internationally of that TV show or movie. Uh, a lot of it is about um, the proximity of the locations from one to another, how unique the locations are, you know, how recent they are. Um, so a bunch of different factors. But um, I will tell you that lately in the past few years, I would say also some of it's customer driven. For example, we have um, Law and Order, we found out, is the third most popular page of our 200 or so page website. And we've never done a Law and Order tour. And, you know, a lot of it had to do with the fact that Law and Order, uh, you know, the locations aren't as memorable. So we kind of never looked into it. But now actually we're building out a our first self-guided tour. Sorry, our second self-guided tour uh, because we had a Halloween tour that we created in the fall. So we're actually doing a self-guided tour of uh, Law & Order locations. And that's really, you know, all feedback from our customers. That's really great. So you listen, you you give them a great time when they come on the tour, they come back. I bet you get a lot of repeat business because looking at your website, you have a lot of options. We do. We do. And I think that they see the quality of the tours. Our tour guides are really uh, well known in New York City and kind of we're almost famous for our tour guides. So that's why they'll come back and take either the same tour or a different tour. Well, I want to talk about your tour guides, because when I was looking at your website at the pictures, it's like, wow, I'd like to go on these tours just to meet these people. How do you come How do you come across all these beautiful, charismatic people, Georgette? Well, it is really hard work because uh, we will only hire actors, number one, uh, for the obvious, because they've been on a lot of these sets or sets in general for movies and TV shows. Um, the second reason is they're a pretty flexible schedule. If they're not auditioning or working another part-time job, you know, they're a little bit more open because they're not working a full-time job. And the third really important reason is because they're very, tend to be very enthusiastic, um, personable. That's who we're hiring is a really enthusiastic, engaging people. And uh, it's kind of all around, you know, they're able to share their time on the set and, uh, you know, really have the banter with people. Definitely. They can give like a personal, I was there kind of perspective. That's very exciting and fun. Yes. So give us an idea of what are some of your most popular tours. Uh, sure. So uh, for many years, it was actually the Sex and the City tour. Um, I always joke that every bus would have 52 women and two angry men on it. Um, now that tour is actually picking up because of the reboot, which is very nice. And um, our most popular tour currently is our NYC TV and movie tour. That is a combination of about 60 different TV shows and movies. Um, we keep it very current from the past few years generally, but it also has things like Friends, Ghostbusters, um, Seinfeld, Spider-Man locations. We also have a superhero tour that has those Spider-Man, Superman locations. And uh, one 
last thing I forgot to mention about the tour guides, but having to do with um, the actual tours is the fact that we actually usually interview about up to a hundred people to find one to two people. Um, generally speaking, we're like one to 30, but it's like, that's how picky we are. And the reason I mentioned that is because of our, our sex in the city tour. Um, it's really funny because I've had some people lately saying to me, oh yeah, my mother used to watch that show. And I'm like, well, if we hire you, you're going to have to know the show really well. So that is so funny. There's so much history there too. When you, even though you said this is not a history tour, I'm sure just by virtue of some of the locations where you're going, there's a historic uh, element to it, just being in a historic city like New York City or Boston. So I'm sure that must play into the dialogue. Absolutely. For example, the meatpacking district from Sex and the City, um, before Sex and the City, there were about 600, uh, I think it was like 438 meatpacking warehouses in that area. Um, Now the number is about 20 to 30. And it was really the effect of the show that that helped to push that into, you know, becoming a really popular hotspot in New York. Well, I can tell you just talking about that, I can envision every episode that was filmed on Sex in the City in that meatpacking area. And I can't wait mm-hmm. to get up there and go on the tour with you because, you know, when you're really tuned into watching a show that you love or seeing a movie that you love and then being able to be there is I, I just think that's really very exciting. I'm sure your your mm-hmm. guests must feel that way too, as they're seeing something for the first time. Absolutely, it's like it's it's definitely escapism. And then you know, I think that a few of them also think, "Oh my gosh, this is where they filmed it. This is where the celebrities actually stood." You know, so that's also I think a, a factor playing into it. And what about the holidays? Do you do some special tours during the holiday season? Yes, we have a holiday lights and movie sites tour. And it's about 70% movies and 30% uh, lights. Uh, We also on that tour go off the beaten path to uh, windows at places like Bloomingdale's where a lot of people don't go, or at least tourists don't go. Uh, So it's nice to show uh, people the different windows and see the locations such as uh, Home Alone 2 and Serendipity and a lot of those holiday movies. That is really great. Well, Georgette, tell us again how we can get in touch with you and how we can see your website and all that you have going on. Sure. So our website is www.onlocationtours.com. Well, that's very easy. And what do you have coming up? Do you have anything new and exciting coming up in the in the lineup as you're moving forward? Uh, yes, we're actually uh, supposed to be launching two years late, but a a tour surrounding sites from the show, This Is Us in LA. So uh, it's very exciting. We'll be in LA and uh, we have uh, plans in the next uh, eight months to a year to launch in uh, Chicago and Atlanta. So not too far from you. Well, congratulations. That's really exciting. That is really great, Georgette. Well, I would love to have you back on Speaking of Travel sometime so you can give us an update as you're moving forward into these other areas and tell us what it's like. I love that idea of the This Is Us tour. That, I'm sure, is going to be very popular, especially as it's coming to an end. I know. I know. It's really for people who miss the show. Well, everybody's going to miss the show who was engaged with that show, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. And I, like I said in the very beginning, I am so looking forward to coming up to New York and uh, meeting you and going on one of your tours. Although I have to say, I don't know how you can just do one. 
It sounds like you would have yeah. to. We're going to have to have you up for a week. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so many great tours, and I hope people who are going up to New York or going up to Boston will connect with you and get on one of those tours and, and get to know that city a little bit better. Oh, well, thank you. And also see you in Asheville. I'm looking forward to it, Georgette. So you yeah. take care and congratulations again on all your growth. Oh, thank you so much. Take care. Thank well, you. thank you, Georgette. You know, speaking of tours, coming up next is Kay Bentley. She's the founder of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. That's a one-of-a-kind tour showcasing the most spectacular views, craft cocktails, and historic landmarks right here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Sounds pretty sweet to me, so stay tuned. Whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey, every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next journey. Nest Realty. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Well, it seems like there are really a lot of ways to explore a city. And I think now that people are getting out and about again, it's time for you to try something new and maybe experience a city, even your own, in a different way. And I love how locals are showing up and providing opportunities to take tourists and their neighbors all around and show them why they love living there. Well, right here in Asheville, you can discover some local rooftop bars and drink in the sights of the incredible Blue Ridge Mountains while learning a little history, too. My guest is Kay Bentley. She's the founder of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Kay and her team have a relationship with this town, and they want you to enjoy the sense of place and history and great food and drinks that help make Asheville so special. And Kay, it is really special to have you here again on Speaking of Travel. Thank you, Marilyn. I really appreciate it. it it's, it's delightful to be here. Well, I want to just let everybody know we've been talking together for many years throughout a pandemic at a time when Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours was having to really shift gears. Give us a little backstory, Kay, just to catch everybody up on how you created Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours and what it was like for you to cope over these last couple of years. I'll, I'll be happy to. Um, I started this company in July of 2018, and my previous career, I actually delivered mail for the Postal Service. Uh, but the first time that I was on one of the rooftop bars at the end of 2017, and I saw the city from up high looking down and all of the amazing Art Deco buildings we have here in Asheville. I just knew you could see the history, you could feel it, and I just knew that there was a story to be told. So I didn't think that I was actually going to start a company doing this, but um, I was really 
kind of did a deep dive into the history and all the different locations where the rooftop bars are. So uh, we love to share everything about Asheville from the rooftops and, um, you know, the history of the city speaks for itself, but we do have the best vantage points to share that. And also the handcrafted cocktails and those type of things that make Asheville famous along with the craft beer and those Blue Ridge Mountains, you just can't beat those either. Well, there was certainly, because we have such a large local economy here in Asheville and the restaurants and, you know, certainly the bars up on the roofs really took a dive, if you will, during the time of uh, the pandemic. So give us a little bit of an idea what it was like for you and your team to kind of shift gears while that industry had to be revitalized. In the beginning, I mean, we all struggled. I know everyone in the country did in the world. Um, But for us, you know, we were coming, we were a young company and we were coming out of our slow season in, in March of 2020. And one of the things that we had to do is that we had to change our payout method for our company. At that time, whenever guests would book a tour with us, it didn't matter if it was the next day or a month or two or three away, the money went directly into our bank account right then. And um, I didn't realize we had another option to do it differently. Like maybe once they tour with us and they've actually been on the tour, then the money goes into the account. But we had collected a lot of money that we had to refund. And it was just, there were phone call after phone call and we were um, having to refund lots of money. And it was really scary because I'll be honest, some of that we had already spent just to survive through the slower times. Um, So we did have to make an adjustment with that. Um, you know, thank goodness for, you know, some PPE loans and also, you know, some of the other funding that was available. Uh, but we've had to adjust our schedules. Um, we've had to have more flexibility with the bars that we go to based on their staffing and the space that they have. Um, and we had to stop offering one of our tours completely because it was earlier in the day and a lot of those rooftop bars don't offer an early opening time any longer. So we've really just kind of been riding the wave. Uh, keeping up with each individual rooftop bar. And, um, you know, we did um, we did some volunteer work during that time and we delivered meals to some of the hospital staff uh, through one of the local restaurants. So we really tried to support, you know, the community in any way that we could. But it was, you know, it was frightening to see Asheville on its back the way it was, you know, with all the, um, you know, with all the hospitality industry people uh, being unemployed. Well, it seems to be slowly revitalizing, and that's very positive. And And I think you actually, uh, as you were saying, working together, collaboration, working together, being part of a community is what really makes Asheville so special. And I think that for you, being able to collaborate with your travel and tourism partners like RomanticAsheville.com and collaborating with your bar managers and the restaurant people is really raising a a tide for everybody. It is. And, um, you know, what we're seeing with people traveling now, you know, when we first started coming out of the pandemic more last year, uh, it was kind of like more of the regional traveler, you know, and now we're seeing people that are actually traveling cross country coming in, Um, And people are wanting to experience things now that tie them to the local community that they're visiting. And our tours are a great opportunity because we do share the history of the city from the rooftops. And, um, you know, we do tie them to the community. And we mention, you know, the local businesses as we're driving 
buy them on the streets and, uh, you know, partnering with someone like Romantic Asheville, I think is just crucial because they have, um, you know, a, an extensive reach and people, they're a trusted resource, they're well-respected. And, um, you know, it, it, the, the amount of information that they have um, just about everything in our region, you just can't find it anywhere else. Well, they certainly have raised the bar for so many organizations and to be able to bring these partners together to to really share in a in a vision for the future, a vision with sustainability and conservation and creating community. And you've really made your mark, Kay, in being a leader in the industry and creating a team yourself of people that you, that you take care of. All of that plays into the larger community. And I do want to ask, the you were talking about the cocktails and the individual as you go into the uh, different bars. Tell us a little bit about how these little creations are made. Sure. On our tours, you can, what is included is you get um, a tour tasting sample cocktail at each of the three stops, but it can also be a mocktail. Um, So these are handcrafted drinks and Asheville is known for seasonally driven uh, food and drinks. So whatever is the freshest in season you can be guaranteed that that's what they're going to serve up. So it changes throughout the year. Uh, We're always real excited, you know, when new menus come along uh, because, you know, the people that travel and come back and tour with us frequently, they're getting different drinks while they're on the tour. Uh, But it's just an exciting time. And the creativity in the the craft beverage industry here is growing. And um, it's really impressive. And we're just thrilled to be a part of that. I think it's great. So tell us how we can get more information and how we can people could sign up for your tours and, and connect and see what you're all about. You can find us uh, at our website, which is AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. And you can also find us on social media um, with Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. Uh, you can also find us on some of the review sites like TripAdvisor and um, Yelp and Google. So um, if you type us in, we should be able to come up and we would love to welcome people to the rooftops in Asheville. So it's AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com? Yes, it is. Awesome. Well, Kay, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you and find out what's going on up there because we've certainly been through a lot of changes and it's exciting, like you said, to be in this moment where there is such a burst of creativity. So thank you for all you do and a big shout out to your team. Thank you so much. We appreciate being on your show and love how you connect communities. So thank you. Well, as Kay was saying, there are a lot more people who are coming here now from other places. And I wonder if you really know that the Asheville Regional Airport has a really critical role in helping to unlock the growth potential of this entire region. Well, that's good news for every business and industry in Western North Carolina. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport, and she's going to share how they're dealing with passenger traffic growth so they can continue creating a balanced and user-friendly airport experience. So stay tuned. Why not make the most of the beautiful spring season and plan your next vacation or staycation 
to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect spring adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is an online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner, and this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So I've been reading some new studies about the airports in America. And how these past couple of years have shown that despite rising fuel prices, airline consolidation, and the ongoing recovery from a pandemic, airports continue to be a driving force for our local, state, and national economies. Aviation provides a worldwide transportation network, making it essential for global business and tourism, and it plays a vital role in economic growth. Air transportation is one of the world's most important industries and generates local employment and drives economic and social progress. In fact, right here in Western North Carolina, the Asheville Regional Airport is continuing to generate economic growth by creating new jobs, and they have a critical role in unlocking the growth potential of this entire region. Tina Kinsey, the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, is here today to give us an update on how the airport is meeting the needs of passenger traffic growth and creating a balanced and user-friendly airport experience. And Tina, it is always so nice to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you, Marilyn. Always good to be here. Well, Tina, like I was saying, I, I, you know, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to reading studies about America's airports. Like, how many people do that? But it's really important, I think, to keep up with what's going on in such a critical industry. And you are right there, boots on the ground, in the airport. Give us a little bit of an idea of what it's like now as all of this continues to change and, and revolve around the circumstances of every day. Sure. So, um, you know, what happens in the world absolutely affects what happens with uh, aviation and air travel. Um, And, you know, we've talked about it a lot. We've come out of um, really tough times uh, just as a nation, but also in aviation. And so when we started to see you know, for instance, fuel prices increase, we began to really watch and say, okay, what's going to happen in aviation and air travel. And uh, at this time, we continue to see greater demand than there is supply. So there is still huge demand for air travel out there right now. So, so, you know, that's a positive. We're seeing you know, things really boom in, in that regard. Um, 
But also during the pandemic, we we saw the pilot shortage accelerate because, you know, a number of pilots chose to retire. And, um, you know, that that challenge with aviation really accelerated. And so that is probably the biggest challenge right now for airlines. Um, You know, they're having to deal with um, how are they going to have enough pilots to meet the demand for all of these all of this travel that we all want to do. So stay tuned on that. But so far, so good. You know, we're, we're, we are booming in Asheville, booming. Um, And, you know, uh, there's a palpable excitement in the air when you go into the terminal, for sure. Well, I was recently in an airport terminal, and I can tell you the excitement level was very high. People were, they were just psyched. I think, to be able to get on a plane and to go someplace. And, you know, I want to kind of tie that back to that this growth that you're seeing right there at the Asheville Regional Airport equates to the growth that we see regionally in our number of tourists that are coming to town and the amount of dollars that are being spent on our uh, local economy. That's very positive. And just the fact that you are you have employment. It's a great place to work right there at the airport. Let's talk a little about that. Sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, let me just paint a picture. So an airport is kind of like a a little city. And so when you say you work for the airport, you are part of the management team that keeps the building and the runway and the airfield and the parking lots um, ready for use and, you know, positive for customers. Um, However, a lot of the services at the airport are provided by completely different organizations. Um, The airlines, the restaurants, the rental car companies, um, the uh, what we call the um, fixed space operator. And that's kind of like a, a gas station for general aviation um, pilots and also a terminal and a, a little airport terminal for, uh, you know, corporate aviation, that kind of thing. And so those are our tenants. And so the airport management team manages the contracts. We lease space to these other organizations that provide the services. So, you know, all in all and all together, um, there are hundreds and hundreds of jobs at the airport um, with the airport itself and with its tenants, but then also lots of jobs that are in our community because of the existence of an airport. And our last estimate was about 12,000 jobs. So, you know, that's really significant for the region. That is so significant, and it's good to know that. People ask me all the time, what is the main industry in Western North Carolina? What is the main industry in Asheville? What is the main industry here? I think it's important and and sometimes lost in the conversation just how much of an economic impact the airport actually has here throughout our region. And I just think it's great. So if people wanted to get information, Tina, on how they could find out more about jobs and and openings over there, what would you say would be the best resource? 
Well, our website for sure. So um, at flyadl.com, we have a page on our website and it's uh, our careers page. And you can just search that when you go to the homepage. But we do post all of the open positions with the airport authority. That's the management um, organization that manages the airport. We also have a section at the bottom of that page where some of our tenants have provided us with links to their jobs and um, how to how to access them. And so, you know, we get a lot of questions. I want to go work for an airline. How do I do that? You know, and so we're trying to populate that with um, links to help the community make those connections as well. Dean, I just can't tell you how refreshing this is to to be in a dialogue with an industry that is actually working to help people, to help people get, get, jobs to help people get from one place to another safely and just to be so positive. And I do want to say before we go here, the expansion that is going to be happening, are we still kind of on a, a track with that? We are. We're hoping to break ground later this year. Um, and I'm so glad you brought that up. I will just say I'll plant the seed. We hope our community is very patient and ha- that you have a really happy, good sense of humor as we move through this, because it's going to be quite a project, um, and it's going to be awesome for the community when it's done. Absolutely. It's going to literally raise the tide for everybody, so yeah. I'm glad you said that. Patience is is something that we all have to practice Now we're going to have to practice more. In fact, I like to look at it as we are part of this pioneering spirit of growth that we're unlocking new things. We're going to make it even better, but it's just going to take some time. It's going to take some inconvenience. But overall, we're going to be so proud and so happy to have all that done. And Tina, I'll look forward to counting down with you as the year goes on the track of how this is all going so we can keep up and be in the know because that is another part of how we can be patient. We know what's going on. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Well, Tina, thank you so much. I'll look forward to talking to you again in the not too far future. Right. Great. Thanks, Marilyn. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Georgette and Kay for being here on Speaking of Travel this week. Well, I think we can all agree that time is moving faster than ever. You know, with the summer season approaching, I know a lot of people who are already packing their bags in anticipation of their upcoming travel plans. But for many, being out there away from home can bring on some travel anxiety. So what do you do if it's hard to get really excited to go on an adventure that actually could change your life for the better? Well, I know for me, anxiety often comes from a feeling that I'm not in control. So I like to plan at least the first couple of days in detail and do some research on the airport, the transit system, and my hotel. That way I can keep from worrying about what I don't know. Don't let anxiety stop you from living a dream to discover new cultures, make new friends, and eat amazing food. Just take some baby steps. Make a plan. Go with your friends and family so you're comfy with people you trust. I've learned that a change of scenery and trying new things can actually help keep anxiety at bay. Traveling can help you stay in a positive energy and have a brighter outlook on life. 
So go ahead, book a trip. I bet you'll realize your fears really weren't that much to worry about in the first place. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 